Welcome to BeastNet. You've tuned in to a special episode dedicated to the Sober Spartan. These episodes are an extension of the Facebook group, Sober Spartans. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the host and guest and do not necessarily reflect any policy or position of anyone but themselves. Show guests share their stories openly and honestly. Some will remain anonymous, some will share their names. Please be respectful of the privacy of those who wish to remain anonymous. everybody out there in BeastNet land. Today you got Brother Boggs. I'm talking with Bland Matthews from Berserker Brew. And he's coming at you. He's got some of the best coffee out there if you actually want to wake up and feel the uh, the juice. He's also got a little bit of fitness stuff going on. Uh, Bland, who are you? Tell us about you. Thanks, Boggs. Yeah, so most people that have been running OCR uh, east of the Mississippi, They've seen a crazy uh, high-energy guy in a red and white tent at uh, OCR events from um, Georgia to, to Ohio to in Illinois, and that, that's Berserker Brew Coffee. I started a, a coffee company uh, in 2017. Uh, I, I wrote it in my journal that I was going to create the world's greatest coffee for athletes, and um, I'm actually an OCR guy. Fell in love with OCR. Did my first one in Miami in 2012, and I was hooked. It wasn't running. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't going to the gym. It was, and it was different every time, and I loved it. So I, I got this concept that, that, that once I got a coffee company, that, well, somehow I tied in to going to events. And, um, you know, I, I said, well, if I can go to events, may, maybe I'll just have my own OCR racing team. And get some jer- get some jerseys, get a legend board, and make me some jerseys, and let's go race. And I'm telling you, Boggs, for four years, I'm having the time of my life. I don't know if you mind talking about it. Do you mind talking about sobriety? Because I usually do a little bit of. I, I was doing once a month shows about uh, sober Spartans. I don't know if you noticed us on Facebook. Um, out of the South, there, there's a group called Sober Spartans, and it's a bunch of us that uh, actually Julie helped us put on a virtual 10k, 5k last year. To, to raise some money, get some shirts and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Julie, to be honest with you, because she's helped me with some of the BeastNet designs. She's helped me with my logos, helped me with my stickers. She's yeah. helped the Sober Spartans. She's helped everybody I know with something. That's right. And and if she's not one of the first ladies of OCR that's just out there, if they were to put her in a Hall of Fame here in the next couple of years, because she's just, she's everything when it comes to the nuts and bolts of this stuff. Okay. But, yeah, uh, it's, you know, really, from, it's really why I kind of signed up to, to, to put the name Zerker Brew on this race in Kentucky, because I knew she was going to run it. I mean, it's just an automatic. I, I, I trust her so well. So, well, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one little thing, Kat just doesn't doesn't like me doing this. She wants to be involved. Um, like I said, generally, yeah. generally I got a little bit more time um, where I prep and I actually have better lighting and everything. But Mike kind of hit me up and he was like, "Oh man, I got comedy double booked." And I was okay. like, "All right, well, it's all so, good." Bland's gonna Bland's yeah. gonna talk about being sober, and that's something that yeah. uh, that I work on every day. So, well, so what's your story on that? We all work on it every day. So uh, yeah. the first day I took a drink was November the 6th, 1986. Um, and, and it just changed my life completely. Um, it was a shot of vodka and it tasted awful. 
but I immediately asked for the next one. And, uh, you know, the, the greatest lie that I told my entire life, because for 30 plus years of drinking, I was a liar. I was just, I, you know, I, 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 I'm self-aware now. And I think that's what's cha changed so greatly. Um, I couldn't figure out why people would leave my life. There were women that wanted to marry me. They didn't. <laughs> and I blame them. Um, my parents didn't like me much. I blame them. Um, you know, uh, I did um, because I do have a, a talent. I, 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 I'm a driver. You put, you, you, you put a, a challenge in front of me, and I, I'll, I'll get the ball to the end zone. And I got an opportunity to work for a great company, fantastic company, at a time they needed somebody like me. And um, uh, we don't need to go into details of who that is, but let's just say uh, I got to travel the world doing incredibly unusual things. And this is, this is how I explain my, my job for this big company. Um, what they asked me to do most of the time, for, for many years of it, there wasn't really a playbook for so if you Google Bland Matthews, you're going to find out that I put whales on airplanes. Uh, I've moved the terracotta soldiers out of China. Um, but all the while I was drinking. And all the while I thought, well, I can be a drinker because I've got all this success. Box, box I was in Fortune Magazine, right? If you're in Fortune Magazine, you get to drink whatever you want to drink. That's how my brain works, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, despite the whole world burning up around me, including my marriage. Um, you know, it, I just, it was the greatest lie I ever told myself is like, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem, but it, it, you know, uh, <laughs> there's always a reckoning. There's always a reckoning. And finally I didn't have that job anymore. Now, um, I came to a crossroads, not of my choosing. I was six years. Well, yeah, I was six years from retirement age. Uh, I had over 700 employees at the time. I was kind of cruising, but drunk, drunk most days. And I'll point this out for the OCR people. I ran drunk. I mean, I don't know how I survived. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's just crazy. But I came to this crossroads of not of my choosing. And um, I realized that my wife was about halfway out the door. My kids were old enough to realize that dad, well, there's something wrong with dad. And, um, just, to, it, it was almost, all right, I'll go to rehab and I'll tell you, Boggs, going to 28 days of rehab, about the hardest damn thing. I don't care what Hollywood puts on the TV or the movie screen. You never understand rock bottom until you go to rock and you go to rehab on day one and two, I look around this room and I'm like, I'm not like any of these people. These people aren't me. What the hell am I doing? And I can tell you. By eight, by dot, day eight, day nine, you look around and go, I'm exactly like these people. And the light bulb for me, and, and, and really, it was a light bulb. And I, and I, and I don't want to get too specific because, you know, it, it, gets, it gets pretty intense. But about day eight, and day eight, I, I, I've gotten through the DTs, right? I've gotten through the shakes. Uh, my, my counselor, and she's a wonderful woman, she saved my life, saved my marriage, just, just a wonderful woman. She said, Blaine, I got some homework for you. I want you to take a, a pen and pencil. Don't type it. I want you to write it out. I want you to write down all the people, all the triggers, all the reasons that you drink. Oh, my gosh. I got the opportunity finally 
to write my war and peace because my list of resentments was biblical. <laughs> it was it was my opportunity, and I was I was Tolstoy for a night. I really because I, I can write. I, I I have a ridiculously stupid good liberal arts education, and and I was trained by some very good professors how to write, and. Um, so I wrote something that was poignant. It was powerful. It was meaningful to me. I mean, I cried. I raged. I wanted to drink. I just wanted to just like, I get to finally tell my story of my resentments. So I bring it, I bring it to my counselor the next morning and she reads the whole thing. She reads the whole thing very slowly. I mean, she takes her time. And then she looked at me and said, well, you know, this is all bullshit. <laughs> and I, I was stunned. I mean, there wasn't a mi mixed metaphor in there. I didn't, I didn't, you know, hang a preposition. It was perfect. And I'm like, excuse me. She's like, it's, it's garbage. And I'm like, would you explain why you think that? She said, sure. Nowhere in these 10 pages of your drivel, did you ever refer to yourself? Yep. And, I, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it was like the hair on the back of my head, neck stood up because I understood. I understood that I had a responsibility that I'd never picked up off the floor. I had never picked up a responsibility to, in, in, in ruining those relationships, ruining a career, ruining, you know, my parents died before I got sober. My parents will never know me as a sober person. <laughs> They'll, they'll never know the coffee company, the fitness company. They'll never be at my at Tavasan Farm watching people climb over obstacles, training for their next OCR. They'll never see all the success that it took me to crawl out of a vodka bottle to do. Now that's a, that's a tight, that's a tough pill to swallow, but it changed me. Yeah, so I know I, for myself, it was drinking at people. I was always drinking at people. I wasn't drinking because I was mad. I was drinking because they made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, everybody's got a different style, right? I did, if you and I ran a race together, I'd have a beer with you, but I wouldn't stay. Because I'd go back to the hotel and drink by myself. I, I didn't want to drink with you. I, you, you I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't interested in you. I wanted to drink by myself. So now that I'm sober, I'm having the time of my life trying to catch up, understanding people, right? Because, you know, I'm... I, I realize that, yes, I am the director of my life, but there's so much to it that I just kind of blew by. <laughs> it just blew by. So I'm very grateful. You know, my wife, she, she, she has to put up with it because it's one of my things that I do every day. I'm like, what are we grateful for today? You know, I'm, I'm not dead. How many times did I get behind a wheel? hundred? Thousand? I mean, what? I, I'm not... Um, I'm not incarcerated. I didn't kill anybody. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'm very grateful for that. So, you know, sobriety to me, you know, it, some people can drink, some can't. Yep. And, 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 and my style is if you and I were sitting there after a race and you drank, it wouldn't have any effect on me whatsoever because I wouldn't want to drink with you anyway. Um, you know, my wife drinks. <laughs> um, you know, we go to parties and people drink. Is, is that bugging you? Because, I mean, some people I've lost in my life. Because some people don't understand that, whether, you know, the great debate between it's a disease and a moral defect, that there's something wrong with you yeah. if you're not. Um, they don't know how to deal with you. So they just kind of 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How are you doing? How's the weather? Fine. Weather's yeah. fine. Right. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Um, but Boggs, here, here's how I deal with it. I I have come to the conclusion that I know why we're here. That the whole purpose of being an athlete or parent or being anything that when you're human is to create. Because when I started just doing the business plan, something so just as boring as a business plan, when I started creating Berserker Brew, there was something that lit that tiny little pilot flyer, pilot light that I couldn't douse with vodka. It took off. Yep. And um, it took off. You know, I, you know, it, I, I made a lot of money in my career. I, I, I mean, I was, I was set. Um, I had a big retirement coming, right? Um, if somebody said, hey, we're going to give you $200,000 and I want you to go, go back in the room and answer emails and try to fix other people's problems, I'll say, no, thank you. Because I'd rather make what I make fixing my own problems. That's what a small business person does, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't answer to any board. I don't have focus group meetings. If something's wrong, I got it, right? I can't turn around and blame somebody else because there ain't anybody else in the room. You know, so I, I love it and I'm busy. I work, I mean, today's the 3rd of November and I've probably had four days off since April. Who cares? Yeah. Look what I've done. Look what I've done. I don't think Napoleon ever said, you know, I think I'm working too much. I'm going to take the next battle off. I don't think that um, Einstein ever said, you know, we're right in the mi middle of this <laughs> relativity thing. You know what? I'm just going to take day off. So I'm an, I, I, I love it. So Yes, if you look at my schedule, it's ridiculous because the business the business runs, it's an online business, it's a direct sales business, it's a wholesale retail business. It's got many facets that work 24/7 all over the country. Got I got to run it. Yeah. But I also just like this, Julie wants to want to have a race in Kentucky? I'll help. Let 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 let's let's, let's do that. So for the next 8 days, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to be out there doing something, helping get a race going. Turning wrench, uh, dragging some some rope, whatever it takes, right? Whatever, whatever it takes. And, and, and that's what I think what I what my goal is when my boys, I you know, my boys have seen me drunk. They've seen me where I'm passed out. And it, it's embarrassing. So I almost have to, it's almost a badge of courage for them to see me do something awesome. So when I create a business, like, so I'm sitting in the showroom of our new 3000 square foot, you know, coffee factory, they come in there. They remember, they remember when I started this thing with a card table and a percolator and, uh, I was met, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stay out of a vodka bottle that, that I hope that lasts with them. I hope that lasts with them. And, you know, a work ethic, my father and I didn't get along real well, but I can tell you one thing that was the hardest working man I ever knew. He, he would be up at 4 a.m. And another thing about my father, always had a pretty good attitude, always an optimist, always, always, uh, you know, sometimes he was too much of a dreamer, but he, he was never depressed. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of, I can pick on three, three days of his life that he felt sorry for himself. And so he gave me those gifts. That man gave me a tremendous work ethic. I work seven days a week. Who cares? Who cares? Who says that we're supposed to work 40 hours a week? Hell, I work 80, right? And, and, and this is what I yep. this is what I try to tell my boys. You can work 40. You can get a salary. I did it for over 20 years. 
But if there is something that you really, really want to do, don't accept a salary in exchange for a dream. So, you know, when I told you earlier I was the luckiest man in the world, my employer finally said, you're freaking fired. And it was the best thing. It was the best thing they ever happened to Thanks for listening to Sober Spartans on the BeastNet podcast. Please remember to be respectful of the guests on the show and their level of anonymity. Episodes of Sober Spartans will air the last Sunday of the month and are open to the public to listen to. If you hear this and feel like you need help, don't be afraid to reach out. Find us on Facebook at Sober Spartans or email me at beastnetpodcast at gmail.com. We're here for you.